Welcome to Let's Latinas, a podcast about being on the cusp of relapse and prolapse, not in that order. This is episode 13. If you want to follow us along on Twitter, just use the hashtag Las Latinas podcast. Tag us, make fun of us, give us a shout out and share our content. Also, this podcast, this podcast, can you imagine having a podcast? Imagine if you were from Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is about bags and owning a mansion in Wisconsin. Also, this podcast is not safe for work, and we want to let everyone know that today we're going to be talking about substance use. If this isn't your jam, you can listen to the Pop by Proxy podcast on any podcast streaming service. Um, The podcast is about unsolicited debates about music, pop culture, and the world around them. Give them a listen. They're a sister podcast, and we're fucking some of them. And it's so good. It's 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 good. Aren't you fucking all of them, actually? (laughs) (laughs) Scandalo. Like the <laughs> collectively, you know? <laughs> They're all being monetarily. You're fucking them. On today's episode, we have <laughs> Robbie. Hello. Fucking one of them. Uh Jesus. Hello. We have Isaac. Hi. And myself. We're all certified alternative lifestyle coaches. Please contact us with any questions or use the hashtag Asalatinas. Um, yeah, how's everyone doing? Wonderful, not well, bitch. Not, <laughs> not well, well. Yeah, same. Well. Um, we're kind of sloping, we're, we're in a slope. Everyone, I feel, yeah, I feel like for everyone, it's like an up and down. Um, my brother hit me up this week about getting his cash check without an ID. Um, oh. yeah, Did you that was fun. <laughs> he's living his best life, he's posting on Facebook a lot. That's how I know he's okay. Um, so my brother, for those who aren't, uh, who don't know me, um, my brother is living his best life being a vagabond. Um, and so I always get like interesting questions from him on like messenger. Like this week was, Hey, how do I cash my girlfriend's stimulus check, uh, without, without an ID? So, um, so yeah, but, uh, he's good. I'm helping him out. Robbie, (laughs) Robbie, (laughs) Robbie, Isaac, you had a question. Did you have information for him? Did you know exactly like how to do that? I legitimately like Googled it and was like, how do you cash a government check girl <laughs> without an ID? And uh, I think he's fine. I think he got it. He got his money. He's been You're posting nice. a lot. So I think he's good. <laughs> 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 he's living his best life. So I'm happy for him. Robbie, how was your week? It was fine. Um, I'm still applying to jobs. Um, so that's what it is um at least it's keeping me busy ish i guess um other than that i've actually been playing lots of video games like on my ps well actually i've only been playing one video game but on my ps4 and i literally haven't been playing video games in probably like five years and it's honestly been making me pretty happy (laughs) it's been really fun if anyone plays overwatch don't at me because I'm not good, but <laughs> it's been really fun. And there's even a social aspect to it too. Cause I have my buddy Chris. Shout out to my friend Chris. Um, thanks for letting me play with you, even though I suck. But it's actually been really, really fun. If you um, want to watch Overwatch and you suck, please at Robin. Yeah, at me. Like I'm I'm not that bad. I've gotten play of the game a few times. Like <laughs> I <laughs> I like I'm not terrible. Um, but He's Chris is better than me for now. For now. But she's 100% that bitch. She's 100% that bitch. <laughs> I don't know why. Jesus, how was your week? Bitch, not good. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I think similarly to you, Robbie, like I feel like, um, well, I don't know if this is the case for you and like why that's happening, but like, um, my brain is reverting back to 12-year-old coping mechanisms. I think uh, the last time that I dealt with like ongoing social trauma um, was like when I came out in sixth grade. And the one thing that helped me like make it through was being able to play Pokemon just forever and ever. And so like all I've done all fucking week, like when I'll get real bummed out is I'll just turn on my fucking... Uh, this old fucking DS that my friend Armando, like, well, that I stole from him. And... Um, <laughs> I did steal it. Um, and um, and I've just been playing Pokemon and like just thinking about like better times. And it's very soothing. It's super calming. All I have to do is like 
raise magical creatures that breathe fire in order to like you know win what is essentially dog fights um and it's soothing <laughs> um and that's about like if, if if it's not that it's porn um or like just being asleep those are my three main coping mechanisms right now um robbie <laughs> yeah no i mean i i think it is related um because yeah. like it literally i've even yeah like i i know i was telling you earlier this week that i spent probably about three hours the other night just looking up different hello kitty characters and i was updating my phone background to bats maru and mm-hmm. like again even just playing with the video games like it's just honestly been fun chatting with my friend like talking about killing different characters and stuff like i'm just sitting on my bed drinking my little soda like i've even <laughs> made a joke about going to get mountain dew like but i haven't done it yet i've only been drinking well, you know what was funny too when you were talking about Chris, you were like, shout out to my friend Chris who plays with me sometimes. And it's <laughs> like your 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 like your little shout out to him sounded like you were signing somebody's yearbook. And I was like, all right, this is exactly like our brains are just yeah, trying yeah, to like be yeah, as nice ex- as possible. So but yeah, I'm never sh- gonna see you again. Oh no. <laughs> Love you like a sister. Have a great Stay summer. Keep in touch. Yeah. Stay cool. <laughs> Stay cool. Stay cool. <laughs> Hopefully, we have English together again next year. Um, but yeah, bitch, so that's cool. that's been my week. It's just like watching Pokemon grow and just trying to be as unconscious as possible. <laughs> and I, speaking of unconscious, <laughs> Isaac, <laughs> how was your week? Wow. It was good. It was good. Uh, last week, obviously, I was not on the show. I went with my husband to go drive on the F1 track. He's been really excited to do something outside of the house. And so we decided to do that. It was really cute. It was a nice afternoon with him uh, before I had to go to work. And then uh, I've been reading this book uh, also this week. It's called... Cat in the Hat. uh, It's called... (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what it is. No, it's called The Happy Satanist. And it's just about like a self-empowering book. And I've been getting really, really stoned and reading this book and just kind of figuring out my life. And I usually like to get really high before I am reading for whatever reason. It helps me either concentrate or just whatnot. But it's also been my mechanism to get over this whole staying at home. So I've just been getting really baked. Do you think, is it is it like you just getting like super baked? And then like, why why do you think you need to get baked? I don't know. It just it's something I've always like done. It's always something that I've always just kind of been a part of my routine is just waking up, smoking, reading, doing stuff around the house. It, I just feel like I'm more productive. Jesus? Do you uh, cuz I have a question about like you getting high. So like I'm the kind of person who like for me getting high is how I shut down my day. Like I'm like cool, I'm doing nothing. Right. So like do you retain what you read after you get high? Oh yeah. That's oh wild. yeah, like I'm a I'm a functioning addict. Mm. Oh cool, <laughs> <laughs> great. And here's your caseworker to talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm I am somehow able to function as a normal human being, mm-hmm. and a lot of people can't ever tell that I'm stoned when I'm baked, unless I'm like real fucked up, which has only been a couple of times. But alcohol is usually involved in that. So is it more of like just like chilling out thing, like and not necessarily a let me get high to get like super stoned and like shut everything out? No, it's a little bit of both. Sometimes I do want to shut it all out, and it's a way that I can because I don't think about things usually when I'm I'm stoned. Or if I do, I think about really silly things or I watch cartoons. But you know, I'm also I feel like I retain things a little bit better. I'm hmm. my senses are heightened so i'm able to like see things better or whatever i don't know it's my super power i guess in a sense um i'm pretty sure scientifically that's not what's happening <laughs> well you know what to me it is okay to me i am fine like, it's my superpower. Great. isaac was found dead yesterday yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first od on weed sorry <laughs> actually i i did almost one time feel like i got like super sick. I thought I was about to die. And I thought this is like, this is the feeling you feel when you die. But I was just super drunk and super stoned at the same time. So do you feel like you're doing more drogas now that you're like staying at home a lot more? Or is it like the, about the same? 
for me, it's about the same. I mean, I would probably do more if I had access to it for sure. Um, but I haven't done a whole, whole lot. I've only done like acid that one time whenever I was shopping. And then the other time, uh, casual, casual, shopping while on acid <laughs> and then just smoking weed. So that's all I've been doing really right now. I wish I had access to mushrooms though, or DMT. That'd be so much fun. Yeah, I definitely feel like I've been drinking like a lot more. So like making actually like right after work, the first thing I do is fucking go get tequila and fucking start drinking. Um, but I also feel like for at least like people of color, like like recreational substance use is like pretty normalized. Um, like in a way, I think that's distinct from from other people. Um, <laughs> I think especially like us being queer, I think. Like a lot of our our nightlife revolves around being super drunk, seeing other people do drugs, us, you know, ourselves doing drugs. Um, so I feel like right now, especially with everything going on, like us being at home, like I feel like that's heightened, right? Like you can't go out and normally like release or like let loose like the way you probably have in the past. Um, so it got me thinking about like when's the time that y'all should have said like you should have said no, girl. Like you should have said no. You should have stayed home. Should have stayed your ass home. Should have not said no to that extra shot. Should have said nah, no, nah. Should have said nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. Should have said nah. Like Australian. Yes. That, yeah. Said, <laughs> to that extra line of coke in the Australian bathroom. That extra <laughs> line. I love that extra line. <laughs> Just right. That one line that took you over. I mean, I mean, you're not gonna say like should have said no go to that one line. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it's a really big one. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, <laughs> it was always the last one. Robbie, you can go first, but if you could like talk about maybe a time that you felt that you were um like you should have said no girl, like you did way too much of whatever you were doing and you should have just been like, I should have stopped like an hour ago. <laughs> so for me, I thought about this and when right. I decided to go with or the story that stuck out the most was when I was a freshman in college. Um, we've talked about this before. I went to St. Ed's here in Austin and I lived on campus. I lived in a dorm. And uh, I want to say it was like the first semester because I was still making friends. Like I remember I was with a group of people that I knew, but we were like becoming friends. You know what I mean? Um, and so they invited me to go watch a movie. It was actually Tu Wong Fu. It was the first time I ever watched Tu Wong Fu. <gasps> I know. First time I ever watched Tu Wong Fu. And they were like, we're going to drink. We're going to watch movies. Let's do this in the dorm. And I'm like, fuck yeah. That sounds great. Um, also keep in mind, I've never been that much of a heavy drinker and I had drink, drank before, but like, just not that much. Like I, I've just, even then, even though I drank more then than I do now, I was never like that crazy about drinking. So I fucked up kind of in two ways. Cause one, I should have said no at a certain point. And two, I should have asked questions ahead of time because I didn't know that Everclear <laughs> was different like i thought everclear you know there's vodka there's whiskey you know yeah i thought you know everclear is a different kind so we had grape soda we each had a soda like a what's the the big one but not the biggest one you know what i mean i don't know oh, like the had, shasta sizes those were only shasta girl like the, <laughs> no other sodas made, made was, that size it was, <laughs> it was just no, it's like that in between like the kind you can get when you order pizza uh two liter i know what you're talking two, about yeah yeah a two liter a two i had liter. purple or, or grape soda and i was mixing everclear with it and it actually tasted great um like and so i was watching the movie and drinking and i remember feeling buzz and it was really good and then the movie ends and we we're like I stand up and I immediately, like, it hits me like a wall. Like, I hadn't, I've not even ever since then in my life have I ever, like, experienced feeling, like, tipsy and fun to, like, red alert, like, the room is spinning. So I stand up. That immediately starts happening. I start freaking out in my head and I'm like, I, I, I know I got to get out of that room. So I just tell everybody, okay, like, I'm really tired. Or I don't remember what excuse I come up with. But I come with some excuse to fucking leave immediately and I go to my dorm and I threw up all over my bathroom and passed out. My roommate woke me up like at five o'clock that morning with the water still on because he had a girlfriend at the time. So he was at her place like it was a messy moment. And, and, and like it just made me so sick. Like honestly, I don't even care about how messy I was. Like I can still remember the pain from my stomach like. You know, I just had to go through dry heaving when your stomach is like still trying to get stuff that's not even there anymore. 
Like it was a lesson learned for sure. Uh, what do you what do you think as well you said lesson learned but my question is bitch <laughs> how long was it from you from that moment to the next time you drank you know it's probably a, like five days <laughs> I just knew it, it was, it was just the next weekend <laughs> but but hey i didn't drink that much ever clear the next time <laughs> that's the lesson that's you the, learned bitch that's, that's, the that's what you took away that's from me that's the <laughs> Should have said no, girl. <laughs> Should have said, no. said no. What do you think, Isaac? Have you had Everclear since then? I have, but never like I, I know I have because it makes me think of that story. But I, I probably hadn't even had more than a shot, and I definitely mixed it with something real sweet. Um, to me, Everclear just tastes like rubbing alcohol. It is rubbing alcohol. <laughs> That's basically what it is. Um, sorry, but yeah, so that was that was pretty much my story. For some reason, that's the one that stuck with me. How about you, Isaac? So mine is also kind of college related. I had went to go visit a friend that was in school and they invited me to this party that was going on. I think it was like <clears throat> the end of rush week or something like that, some fraternity bullshit. And so he wasn't pledging or anything, but he got invited. So I was like, okay, we'll go. So we went, we we're drinking beer and having a good time. And his roommate came up to me and he poured something into my beer. And so I was like, what is that? And he was like, just drink it. And I was like, all right, whatever. So I drank it. And then we went to his car and smoked a shit ton of weed. I mean, I've, I don't think I've smoked that much a hot box to car like that ever before. But uh, we did that. And we, I'll never forget this. We were listening to Incubus, Morning View, listening to that album. And I was just so fucking high. And so we went back to the house and I started getting like real bad cotton mouth. So I asked my friend to like, hey, like, can you give me something to drink? He's like, yeah, well, we're out of beer. I was like, well, just give me some water. So he gave me some water. I'm sitting on a couch. And the last thing I remember is him talking to a girl and him saying, Oh, you like Dashboard Confessional? Isaac loves Dashboard Confessional. Y'all should talk. And I black out. So the next thing I remember, he's holding me up outside. I'm throwing up everywhere. And he's like laughing and patting me on the back. And I was like, what did I drink? What was that? He's like, oh, that was lean. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. So... For those of you that don't know, lean is a liquid form of hydrocodone, and it's generally given to people for, like, it's a cough syrup, basically. And some people mix it with drinks and whatnot, and a lot of rappers rap about it, and they talk about doing it and whatnot. I will tell you firsthand, that was the first and last time I've ever done that. It fucked me up so bad. I blacked out. After that, I woke up at some stranger's house. They didn't know who the fuck I was. I didn't know who the fuck I was. My phone was dead. I couldn't get a hold of anybody. This is like 2001-ish, somewhere in there. Um, so I had to wait for my friend to come pick me up, which was like five hours later, sitting on some stranger's couch, not realizing what happened. And then he told me the next morning that like I threw up everywhere and people were trying to fight me because I threw up all over this house. It was a big old mess. Never again. Did you see any pictures from that? Like, no, I don't think anyone took any pictures of that shit, but I was told the next day kind of what had happened from there. But mixing all that shit at one night was probably the worst thing I've ever done. And I should have said no. I should have asked what the fuck it was that was poured into my drink before I drank it. But I was young and stupid and drank it. And out of all of the drugs that I've ever done, that was by far one of the worst ones. Because you didn't remember anything or... Just the feeling that I had afterwards. Well, maybe not the worst ones, but it was up there. It was definitely up there where I would never, ever do it again. What about you, Johnny? Ooh, um, I have a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look at her. I was like, look at me. Uh, the one that actually like stands out probably is... So, hmm, about like 15... Like I had just moved to Houston from L.A., and I had met some friends at work and I went to like a co-worker's house party because they were like, you live close by, just come over. I wasn't doing anything. So I was like, fuck it. Like, what am I doing on a Saturday night? So I go over there and it's like 
it's like a family house. There's like three families there just hanging out. And I'm like, uh, what is even going on? But one of the families is this guy who like at work, I totally had the hots for like, um, <clears throat> he was like six, four, like gorgeous, just like built. He was like the, he's related to like, he was like married into like the family that had like, like owned the company. Um, but he was just like super fucking hot. Um, Anyway, so I went and we were having a good time, and then um, we were getting drunk, and then one of the one of the families there, like the husband, was like, "Hey, do you want to go get some coke?" And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and, and we're in like Katy, Texas, so this is like the suburbs of, of Houston. They go skiing and, all the time, and, and like you know, like one of these like track homes, and and it was, um, and, and anyway, so like we we, I was like, you know what, fuck it, like let's just go. So they're like, who's driving? And I'm like, I'm not fucking driving. I'm drunk. And so one of the guys was like, I'll take your car. And I was like, okay, that sounds like a good idea. And so he drives my car from fucking Katy, which is a suburb of Houston, all the way downtown to this like restaurant. And he puts his like, uh, you know, those like cop tracker things, like the little. Yes. Um, yeah. So he gets in my car and just plugs it in. Those <laughs> turn me on, on so much. <laughs> puts it on and just like drives like hauls ass to downtown. Um, and then we go to this restaurant and then he's like, I'll be right back. And I was like, Johnny, this is like, you can either like take the wheel and like get the fuck out of here or, and then he got back. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't give you time for option two. He didn't give me time. I was like, well, I guess this is what I'm doing tonight. And so like we drive all the way back to fucking Katie and he's, he's going way too fast for my, like, I was just like, I'm just going to deal with this. Like I'm drunk. It'll be fine. Um, right words you should never tell yourself <laughs> um, we get to the house and then we just like we start doing coke and we're just like in like doing it secretly obviously because it's still a family friendly event um, so we're like in the bathroom and then we stay up till about like six in the morning and like we start we're in the garage and we see the sun come up and we're all still drinking and I was like in between jobs and I had to go work like at 10 a.m. at the convention center in Houston. So I was like working for some contract company and this guy, the guy that I thought was cute. He's like, Hey, come with me. And I was like, all right, I'll go to your car with you. And so we went, Stupid bitch. I know <laughs> I'm fucking dumb. And then he's like, here, take this, take a nap. And then here, take this when you wake up. And I was like, all right. And he gave me essentially a Xanax and then gave me an Adderall to like, wake the fuck up. I go home. It's like six in the morning. I take a nap. I wake up, I take an Adderall, and I feel fucking amazing. <laughs> and I look at myself in the mirror, and I'm like, this isn't right. <laughs> what the fuck, bitch? I'm like, why do I, like, feel good? I look good. Like, everything's great. Like, I just stayed up all night. Like, I was... So I go to the convention center. I go do this gig where I'm, like, asking all these people to do the survey. Like, I started lying to people, tell, telling them that they got, like, free Juanes tickets if they signed up for the fucking survey. It was a goddamn mess, but I got the most out of anyone. They gave me a gift card. <sighs> I went home and then I went to sleep and then I woke up and I felt fine. I was like, I'm never doing this again. Like, I think that pretty sure that's how like people get caught up in this shit is like you do all this stupid shit and then like you feel fine because you take other substances. <laughs> and then you're like, I shouldn't feel this great. My body shouldn't feel this good mm-hmm. after doing all this stupid shit. So um yeah that fucking scared the shit out of me especially because i think like i looked at myself in the mirror and was like you look fine like everything's great and then i was like oh fuck yeah i should not do this this is like really bad this can end really bad really quickly <laughs> uh anyway that's my story what do you think guys like have you had an experience like that since then um what part of the experience like, <laughs> where where you were like, I'm not going to do that ever again, but then you did it again. Oh anyways. yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like, like for a couple years when I was younger, like um, in my early twenties, I think like Coke seemed like a lot of fun. Um, and I probably did it maybe two or three times um, like past that original time. That mm-hmm. one time that I did it with that um, in Katy, in Katy, Texas. Um, but um, yeah, every time I did it after that, I was like, never do this again. Like, I felt like shit. 
because it was all bad coke. But if you do good coke, it's different. Bitch. Oh, it's no, very it's different. <laughs> <laughs> if it's organic. No. But yeah, after, go expensive, kids. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I feel like after this one certain time, like was one time, like maybe about a year or two years after that, like I, I did coke again um, at the bars, at a gay bar. Yeah. And then like I, in the middle of the night, like I was fucked up. And in the middle of the night, I woke up and peed in my like dresser, like in the, <gasps> like in the, in the hamper where my dirty clothes Jeez. was. And then after that, I never did it again. Except for that other anyway, time where I peed in someone's like three mouth. three years ago. And I was like, no, it's <laughs> Except this one time I was at Pride and and, and Palm Springs and it was great. <laughs> oh God, that sounds disgusting. That's just, that's <laughs> so just a staph infection. It's, <laughs> it was a staph infection. Is Palm Springs the one in California? The California yes. desert? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, disgusting. It's beautiful. <laughs> I've only heard about it. <laughs> So much fun, yeah. No, but I definitely felt like, like this. Now I'm like, I truly understand how easy it is for someone like to go from one thing to another. It's true, and it's just, it's just, um, yeah, it's not the life for me right now. <laughs> right now, <laughs> right now. Um, oh my says, god! What's your, what's your I also story? love that the refrain for all of these stories have been like, "And I learned my lesson." Did you do it again? Yes. So like, well, I'm, yes. Sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I should have um, done better. Well, bitch. Also, that I can that clean moment my clothes. Of like, oh my god, what have I done? Um, that's just my feeling whenever I go to a fucking Chinese buffet, and like, <laughs> it sounds really good. And then she was no, naked, looking at yourself, and being like, what have I done? Uh, um. So it's interesting that, like, I, I don't know, like, you were talking earlier about like how much more common it is to like. When you're a person of color or I, I don't know at least definitely like in a lot of latino households um you watch drinking as part of like social life right because like you'll go to a fucking baptism and you're like oh we're celebrating a, a, a child's welcoming to christianity and everyone's fucked up by eight and you're like what what are we doing and they're like what, what's this party for oh it's for the baby that baby's asleep in like a bedroom somewhere, <laughs> hidden in a bedroom somewhere, and everyone's fucked up. Um, yes. So that was like my growing up. So like for me, like drinking was always like the thing you do at parties to get along with people. Like it's like social lubricant. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, like we're having a good time. Um, and I grew up in El Paso, which is like largely Mexican American. So like a lot of us started drinking at like 14, 13. Like we would have little house parties and just like. Just like either parents would be there and provide liquor or like we would sneak shit from our houses. So my dumb ass, um, we had a little theater party. I did theater in high school. And so we had a little theater party. So it's just a bunch of fucking jotas, just a bunch of jotas prancing around and being like, oh my God, you were so good in the crucible, bitch. Uh, um, what was the track oh playing God. In the oh, you know what? Um, at the time, um, the girls were super into. Well, that's why I love that you were like Incubus, because we, because all of the fucking theater kids were all. There's like a Venn diagram of theater kids and like alternative rocker potheads, and that's where they meet. So it was like Incubus, mm-hmm. um, fucking uh, Papa Roach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Incubus, oh Papa God. Roach, uh, Deftones for sure. Like if you if you live in El Paso and you don't love the Deftones, you're a fucking yeah. bitch and no one wants to talk to you. Um, yeah, Deftones is a must. And so we were there. It was really cute. And I remember being super fucking hyped because the first boy that I ever fell in love with, he'd come back. Um, he His mom took him out of school and so he'd come back. So he was at this party and I was like, he's here. I'm going to impress him by being a cool party girl. Um, and so I like, <laughs> I, I brought out a bottle of Sotol, which is like, uh, you know, it's, it's Sotol. It's a fucking liquor. But it was like bootleg Sotol that I got in Juarez. So it totally like, it'd been packaged in a fucking oh, reused like apple juice container. That's how it was sold to me. Um, <laughs> so I kept pouring it in. Y'all remember the little, the little jugs of juice that are shaped like barrels with, yes. the, with the tin foil tops? They That's taste, what I, yes. Sorry, so they taste good. just yes. like melted uh, those icicle things. It's they, literally the same it's thing. It's just a boli in a, in a, in a <laughs> bottle. Um, so I kept pouring the sotol in yeah. that and giving it to everybody. And I was like, you guys, let's have fun. Let's party and get crazy. So maybe like an hour into me force feeding everyone sotol, 
the cops come by and we were like, oh my God. And so, and we're all theater kids. So we all just want to impress everybody's dad. You know, we just want to be the best little girl in the world. So we're like freaking out and we're like, everybody hide, everybody hide, everybody hide. Um, so we storm into my friend Brenda. That was her house. We storm into Brenda's room. And so everybody's like on the side of the bed or like leaning up against a closet. And so I, I grab Tony and I'm like, let's go inside here. This is the boy that I had a crush on. And so we go inside Brenda's closet and I remember like sitting down and like, as I sat down, like all of the nerves and the drink just, I think like rushed to my head and I was like, I'm going to vomit, but I mm-hmm. can't because this boy is so cute and like, I love him. And also like, I want to be impressive. I'm a cool party girl. <laughs> and- <laughs> I'm a cool party girl, uh, And also, I was like super freaked. I was like, if I make any noise, the cops are going to come in here directly. Like I, in my head, I was so fucked up that I was like, the cops are going to come into this closet and grab me and I'll, I'm will i going to get deported. Um, and so <laughs> oh, I remember no. I'm holding on to, to Brenda's uh, Tickle Me Elmo and it's on my lap. And I was like, I can't hold it. I'm going to have to throw up. So I like very slowly just let vomit come out of my mouth and like it dribbles down my chin and onto the Tickle Me Elmo and all over my shirt. So I just like, I just quietly and slowly like vomit all over myself with this boy that I was like in love with next to me. And he turns to me and he's like, oh, we're probably going to need to wash the Elmo, huh? And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and he's like, it's okay, man. It's okay. So, like, the cops leave. And, like, Tony, like, takes me to the bathroom. And I take off my shirt. And, like, I, like, wash off what I can. And then he was like, well, how are you going to get home? And I was like, I don't know. And I'm just sitting there shirtless with my little fucking 17-year-old titties out. And he's like... Well, you can have this, and he takes off. He takes off his um the he's wearing like a he's wearing like a plaid button up over his white t shirt. So he takes that off, and he he like puts it on mm. me, and I was like, thank you. And I kept that shirt Aww. for like maybe two or three years because I was like so in love with him. So if you guys ever want to make a connection with someone you love, just fucking throw up in front of them, <laughs> force them to take care of you. <laughs> yeah, right, Brookback Mountain, Johnny. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it's just like always revolves, totally, revolves around a boy. Because you want to be impressive. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like alcohol or like, I, I do think sometimes like substance use and like, you know, like alcohol and drugs, like sometimes because it's such a social activity, sometimes you're like, well, I want you, I want you to like me. So like, and this is what you're doing. So yeah, let's do it. Yeah. You know? But I've, yeah, I feel the same way. It's just like, mm-hmm. I think oh, it's like for you sure, get more girl. Like, you're like, oh, I'll do I'm it. A cool, I'm I'll a cool do girl. it. I'll go first. <laughs> I'm a cool kid. I'm a cool <laughs> I'm not like these other bitches you're trying to fuck. Who are, I have a butt. You know? <laughs> I'm just a pretty little gay boy. Sure. I have a butt. Yeah. And a butthole. <laughs> baby. I feel like I wish I would have been there because it was so slow and like, quiet. So silently. It, like the success. It had to have been like art. Like I remember it. You're just like, yeah, wow, bitch. I remember I'm it happening. And like, this. and like <laughs> at the time, I also had like very strange relationships like food and eating because I was also trying to be like, I want to be a thin girl. But I, I fully thought like, I was like maybe like a size 32, 34, but I thought I was huge. And so like, I remember that day, all I'd eaten was carrots. Like, all I'd had was like, carrots and a slice of cake at the party so all i threw up was just mashed carrots Mm. and like sotol (laughs) which i was glad for because at least it wasn't dairy you know what i mean if you've ever thrown up dairy that shit's the worst yes but i yeah but he was so sweet he took care of me maybe oh no and then you broke back mountain girl fully i The trauma, honey. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't ask for it he back, and he, was, back. and he still hung out with me after that. And um, and he let me suck his dick at some point that year. Wow. It was cute. Wow. Yeah, dang girl, I did everything wrong. Do you th- do you think he like thought about that? I when, think so. Like y'all were in that in that closet. Like, oh, maybe I'll let him. Yeah, I, f- I feel like if someone sucked your dick like a year a year later after that yeah, shit, I like they so. for sure thought about it at that point. 
Like, I just think he's going to throw up on my dick. Yeah, I feel like experiences like that, like when you, you probably like flirted with or talked to like a straight boy and then like a year or two later, like you suck their dick or they let you. Yeah. And, and, and also I think at the time too, like, so we'd, we'd hooked up my freshman year. Um, oh. and then, mm-hmm. And then his mom found out and she like, she pulled him out of school because mm-hmm. she found out. And so I think the possibility was always there. And like, he lived his public life as like a straight person, but like, I think privately he was sort of already working through like, whatever it is that he identifies as now, you know what I mean? Um, so I don't know. It was, it was really interesting. And, and yeah, I think like, I think part of the reason that I was like, I'm going to get drunk and be a cool girl is because I think there was a part of me that was like, Tonight's tonight that I want to get bold enough to just try and see if this could work again. So, and obviously it worked, you know. <laughs> I mean, not in your favor. I'm that disgusting. Night, eventually, <laughs> no, no, eventually, so like I'll the pay now game, for something yeah. I'll get later. <laughs> yeah, but always I feel like it always revolves around boys and being fucking stupid and and being that like. Um, like I'll do it first. I'll get drunk, and as long as it means that I get the the boy, but I like have no idea where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Like, where like you need to be like el valiente or like that person who's like, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it comes from like the way that I don't know. At least maybe my like parents maybe like encourage you to be. At least when I was younger, like I feel like my dad was like, just tell this girl that you like her, and then and then ask her to be your girlfriend, and then that's that, and it's over. Um, which basically I was like, oh, that makes sense. It worked for you, dad. You know, <laughs> it's like, you just go straight up and then just ask. And I don't, I don't know if it comes from that or if it's just like, you just trying to get your dick sucked. Um, what yeah. do you think? Well, that's actually like, I, I think that's super interesting to me. Like I actually wanted to ask, cause like, I know that's the case in my family. Like, so in my family, like by the time you're like 12 or 13 or whatever, if you're at a family function, like your theos and like your your even your your dad is like, like oh do you want to drink a little bit like do you want to have like a little yeah. bit like like it's like a treat and mm-hmm. like and it's interesting because like for me watching my dad my dad who's a very quiet person generally and like pretty stoic or whatever whenever he drank he was super fun and talkative and like mm. joyful and so like I don't know I I do wonder like um I don't know like was, was that the case in y'all's families like. Honestly, I would say my dad's pretty similar to what you described. Um, I mean, except my dad's talkative whether he's sober or not. <laughs> but the, I feel like he is goofier and sillier, which I feel like is something he's not comfortable being unless he's drinking. And then, like, he's just, he's a big goofball. And it's it's really sweet to see, but it would be nice. I mean, and he he's, I don't know. I don't want to act like he's only that way when he's drunk. He's definitely not. And he doesn't even drink that much. But... You do see this like really cute, sweet, joyous side of him when he drinks, hmm. and it seems easy to be to bring out with a shot. You know, mine's a little bit different. It's kind of strange. So my dad, my real dad, my biological father, he actually was an alcoholic. He died in a drinking driving accident. So my mom never really drank or did any of that stuff. I think I saw her drunk once. And that was after she went to go see Grupo Limite in concert. She tried yes. to fight somebody. My grandmother was there. It was big old mess. But that's the only time I've ever seen her drunk. Mm. And we had booze in the house, but it was only like maybe special occasion, this and that. And uh, But there was never really any drinking like that around. I mean, it was around my my uncles and stuff would drink. We'd go to like, you know, like I said, parties and this and that, or even just religious things and there was always alcohol and booze there so it was always around but i i never really picked up to it and it wasn't even until i got older that i actually like at one point was like yeah i gotta stop i lost a boyfriend actually because i got really really Hmm. like hooked on drinking like whiskey and getting blackout drunk every night and he was just like i can't handle this shit you you gotta go you're too young i was okay bye but then i but then I fixed my ways because I used to also be straight edge, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I broke edge like years ago. He's got the tattoos. I do. I have a line through it now, though. Says, <laughs> oh baby, yeah. I'm just like, it just says canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Exit. It's Done. on your butthole. It's on my butthole. I'll show y'all later. But no, yeah, it was. It was always around. It's always. I think it's something that's part of our culture. Honestly, part of our people is 
just kind of always having a good time and not letting it get out of control. But there are those moments that we do let it get out of control. And it kind of is a gateway for me, at least. I started with drinking and then from there went to smoking pot and then trying other drugs. Um, I've tried a lot of things. I don't recommend anyone ever doing these things, but obviously... But it's fun. I learned. Yeah, <laughs> it is fun. Some of the things are fun, but you learn from the things that you do. Every single one of us kind of expressed some kind of regret to what we did or how we got to that point. But we've also learned from that situation to where now we may be able to party, do these things in a recreational type way and it not be something that takes over our lives. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like for me, like the, the experience that I talked about, I don't think I necessarily regret it. Like, I think it's just like, whoa, like you should have learned from that bitch. <laughs> like, that's something you fucking should not do again. Um, unless the right circumstances just present themselves. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't think I was like that remorseful. Like I was, I was like, oh, this is not good. Like, this is how people get caught in this bullshit. But mm-hmm. then, um, but yeah, um, yeah, I feel like like my dad growing up didn't didn't get drunk ever. Like he just never got dr- drunk. He would drink one beer. He'd have a drink uh, like a dinner. Like he'd drink half a fucking Budweiser, and then I'd drink probably like another quarter of it when they weren't looking. Mm-hmm. Um, like when they'd go to sleep, I'd go drink like some of it because he would leave it in the fridge because I liked the taste of it. Budweiser is the best tasting beer out what? of it, uh, out of good. any other of the beers. Yeah, I just loved how it tasted. And growing up, like, it was like, I love Budweiser. I'm just going to get fucked up off of it. Um, but yeah, I, I think like, I definitely not, definitely not my dad, but I think um, like, uh, I probably didn't start drinking a lot until I was around uh, gay people. <laughs> yeah, girl. Very that. <laughs> and it's just like, that's just what it was. But also like, I grew up pretty religious sometimes, like at times and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, <sighs> but yeah. Wow, but those girl. are stories over lives. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, it's, it's kind of helped uh, make us to who we are, I guess, now. I mean, Idiots. half the fun things that half of the fun shit that I've done, and Robbie can attest to this, has been when I've been fucked up on either drugs or alcohol. And I've done so many that my brain is permanently fried. Don't be like me. Don't do drugs. Is it that the like endorphins are like flowing at that time or is it just like oh that was a cool experience like an afterthought like during or afterwards are you making that decision both like there's been times where we went to music festivals where we did you know different substances and enjoyed live (laughs) music i got really emotional during like watching solange because it was so beautiful and i probably would have done that sober either way but i was on shrooms so it was cool um you know, just there's just different things and aspects of it. Like when I do LSD, I feel like my brain hits reset and I'm able to see things a bit more clearly. I'm able to like, when I come out of it, I feel refreshed. It's a brand new start. So I don't know. It's different for me. Yeah. And that makes sense. I, yeah, I haven't, I haven't, I think I've explored it maybe as much as I've obviously since as much as you've explored it, Isaac, but like, I think, um, I've only experimented, but I don't think it's anything where I've been like, oh, yeah, I definitely need this in and out of my life constantly. And and maybe there are, there will come a time for that. Oh, <laughs> I mean, Watch I've, out, Jeff. Exper- yeah. Look out, girl. I've experienced that where it's just like, okay, this is something that you will never, ever do again because this was not a fun... It was a fun experience while, it was, while you were on it. And then after the come down, it's the fucking worst you wish you were dead. Don't do it again. So yeah, there's been moments where I've had some weird issues and you know, every time I've been to Berlin, cause I go to, to Europe ever so often when I go to Berlin, I used to just go and get fucked up the entire time I was there. And you can literally find anything you want. It's insane. So I've never seen so much ketamine in my entire life. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> Well, that brings us into our last segment of the podcast, which is called Losing Interest. And um, Isaac, if you want to just take it away. Tell us more about yeah. ketamine. Tell us more about <laughs> all the ketamine you found in Berlin. <laughs> no, we'd be here for hours. Um, my losing interest this week is kind of just in reference to a story that kind of came out here recently about a person, a delivery driver. They got stopped by the Homeowners Association president or something and then another person who wanted to know who he was and then they wanted to get the police involved 
I'm over these Karens and Blakes out here that just want to call the police. They want to take charge. They want to take matters into their own hands. Like, let people live their fucking lives. Unless you see them actually committing a crime or doing something that is worthy of calling the police like they're hurting someone physically, there's no need for you to get involved to begin with. You're not a fucking hero, okay? No one gives a shit about you. People of color are being murdered for senseless bullshit. And in my brain, I'm like, are these people doing this on purpose to get us murdered? What is it What is it that they're doing that is causing this? Why do they feel the need to do this? So I'm over these fuckers. I'm over them being on the internet. Although the memes are hilarious, I'm just tired of them getting famous off of this in a sense or whatever because other people will come to their defense and form all kinds of shit. Like the bitch in Dallas that did the uh, <clears throat> salon opening thing and raised over $100,000 because she went to jail for opening her salon during the fucking uh, pandemic. Like, it's insane that people will support these people. So that's what I'm over. How about you, Robbie? Um, mine's tied in, I think, to what you're saying. Um, so when you see these situations come up on social media, um, I feel like one thing you're guaranteed to see is somebody, quote unquote, playing devil's advocate you know, trying to justify the act, the the racist or horrible actions that these these people made, um, and it's really annoying. And and I don't. I mean, I want to say I don't understand it, but I probably do. Um, I, honestly, the way I see it is, one, it's not productive, and and I feel like it's always under the guise of like you know creating discussion and and understanding, and it's not. I I don't believe that. I think it's really just to create a distraction from like the important points that people are trying to make. And it's, I don't know. So I just hate these devil advocates who pop up um, defending the actions of a racist under the guise of being a devil's advocate. Like, you don't get, like saying you're being a devil's advocate doesn't resent you from supporting these terrible and racist actions. So I just hate it. Like, if you're going to support their actions, just do it. Right, girl. Get also, it, the yeah. devil doesn't need more fucking advocates. Like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, and then to act like you're gonna do this on a social, on a social, on a on a Facebook post, like it's just bullshit. It's bullshit, and it's annoying, and I hate seeing it. Do you ever block them, Robbie? Or like, what do you do for this situation? It hasn't been somebody I know, so it's always a rando. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have actually. <laughs> reported people on facebook which i don't know what that does but like if somebody's being real annoying or just something like that i'll just go to their account and i'll report it as like uh, inappropriate or threatening <laughs> behavior or something so that's what happens uh, to all my comments that no makes so much sense uh yours aren't worth my time oh. <laughs> <laughs> she's sorry, alive she just loves every single one of them uh, she loves them uh, but honestly, I usually don't waste. Or that's not even true. I end up reading all the comments, and I hate that I do that. I need to not do that. Um, but yeah, usually if I do anything, it's just that, just kind of report them as inappropriate. Yeah. I hope it ruins their day at least. But yeah, so that is pretty much what I've been thinking about. How about you, Johnny? Um, uh, <laughs> what am I losing interest in this week? Um, I think for me, it's just been like like lame ass dreams. <laughs> yes, oh, talk about baby. it. I'm just like so annoyed. I just like they're boring. Like nothing's happening. <laughs> this stupid bitch. Like literally the uh, like last week. Like the best. Like I woke up so happy. But like I went to go get my car serviced in my dream, and everything just came out perfectly. Like they're like here's your car, and I'm driving home, and I'm like I'm so happy that my vehicle has been serviced, and I was like ecstatic that that had happened. And I'm just like, this is fucking lame. I'm fucking tired of it. <laughs> uh, so you're having dreams about having privilege? I guess. I don't know. Like, it's just like, it's fucking annoying. And I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, that was a nice dream. Like my car, I was like, I really should. I was like, my car is not, not ready to get serviced. <laughs> <laughs> Although my car. <laughs> when it does, I'm going to feel so good about it. Um, but like, usually like I'm, I have like uh, crazy dreams, like pretty fucked up dreams. Um, and th- that's like the norm. I don't like, I don't feel any way about them. Um, I think it's just like this is fun or this is crazy like I was nuts uh, I wonder what I thought about that at that point and then I forget my dream so it doesn't matter um, but I also used to do like lucid dreaming where you like control oh, your dreams yeah. and what you're doing and that shit was awesome like flying and doing all the stupid shit that you want to do um, 
So I think like that's the comparison I draw is like lucid dreaming and doing whatever you want to like, I just got my car service and I'm so happy about it. <laughs> that's what I'm losing interest that's in. <laughs> in, <your own laughs> in my dream. Subconscious. <laughs> yeah. Like the last two days I slept on the couch to see if anything different happened. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Nothing's happened. Just to make it spicy. <laughs> except, yeah. except, except producer Jeff's just like has the whole bed to himself and I'm sure he's happy about it. Yeah. Get a dream book and see what it what it uh, means to have a really good day. I just I my mom used to get it have a dream book and no matter what I would dream I would tell her and she would look it up to see what it was. I'm just curious to see what that would mean. I'm, I don't even remember my dreams half the time, so I do do that sometimes or if like weird things happen, whether there's like a dead bird next to the like spot I park at or like in like your that. dream. No, right, like in life, life. Oh. like it's like crazy. Like I'll see, like oh, there's like three dead birds here. Let's look it up and see what it's like. You just <laughs> ran over them, Jenny. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, <laughs> they, were, they weren't dead before you parked. <laughs> I cannot discuss this thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus, what's your losing interest in this week, bitch? I'm losing interest in everything, but primarily, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Like, I, I, I've been losing interest in fucking quarantine advertisements. Like, just shut the fuck up, bitch. I don't need, I don't need to be reminded by your fucking ass that like I'm stuck in this goddamn house with zero dick and a bunch of snacks. Like, I don't need to, I don't need, I don't need that in my life. I don't need you to remind me that we are stronger together. I don't need you to remind me that we'll get through this. And that I need to buy a fucking Honda Accord in order to make it through this time. Like, I don't know how to drive, bitch. I don't know how to drive. I take the bus, bitch. You know what we can't do right now? Take the bus. So I'm tired of fucking quarantine advertisement. The other day, I was watching YouTube. And like, and it's so weird how quickly these ads popped up. And they are like social distancing, quarantine-specific ads. And they're super fucking sad. This woman walks into her apartment. And her apartment is like, white like it is blinding white like all of the fixtures are white the walls are white so it just looks like a fucking like disinfected like lab and she walks in and she's like when i come back from work i usually get takeout but i can't do that anymore (laughs) and she said that line and i was like oh Oh my my god God, we're just gonna like lean into it and she's like that's why i bought these fucking vegetable bowls and they're ready in two minutes and i was like bitch you're you're," like the advertisement is her sitting on a couch eating the bowl and it's just like a brown bowl with a bunch of vegetables in it and staring off into her television and like (laughs) leaving her body and i was like (laughs) i love how like we're like relatable advertising now is just gonna to be like, do you ever come home to the couch and dissociate? Well, do it with vegetables. <laughs> and so your I'm body fucking, needs it. Yeah, girl, like, I'm tired of quarantine. I, like, like the thing is, like y'all don't, have, y'all don't, y'all, like if you if you work in advertising and you're listening to this, please know y'all don't have to fucking try. At this point, mm-hmm. just be like, do you want to buy this shit? No, okay, because we're we're just sitting here, like we're just sitting at the fucking house. So you don't have to try. I don't need you to trick me into it. I don't need you to tell me about what I can't do before because I already know. Let me eat my goddamn fucking brown vegetable bowl in peace uh, until I can go to sleep. And that's what I'm losing interest in, Johnny. <laughs> wow. How do, you, how do you like those vegetable bowls? How are they? They're pretty good. <laughs> They're high in fiber. <laughs> I'm regular. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh my God. Oh yeah, bitch. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> well thank you all for listening to Las Latinas uh, you can find us at Las Latinas podcast on all the social media things mm-hmm. you can find us all tagged on IG um, we're available for speaking engagements of all kinds TED talks social uh, social distance uh, swap meet announcers if you need any of that um, twerking telegrams and translation services we're fully available uh, tune in next week where we discuss our favorite colon brining recipes and how to use them. Thank you for listening to Las Latinas. Uh, Take care. We love you. Bye. Adios.